Good morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I'm glad that you are here joining with me today for a nice hot cup of coffee and uh, or whatever you're drinking. Mm. I've been out here outside on the deck for a little too long. My coffee is not quite as piping hot as it was. I've been just flipping through social media a little bit and... Uh, uh, seeing what people are up to. <laughs> what I seem to have most in my feet are advertisements that I don't necessarily want, but, <clears throat> or it's things that I just talked about and I haven't looked up and now all of a sudden there's feeds coming in, but you know, they don't listen to you when you don't want them to. <laughs> oh my. Well, <clears throat> As I sit back and just kind of enjoy the outdoors, uh, watching a few birds and listening to lots and lots of birds, and something is disturbing one of our great Pyrenees. She is out there, and for almost, I would say for at least the 20 minutes that I've been outside, she, um, she has been barking and barking nonstop. And I'm wondering, <clears throat> actually, my wife brought it up, and I think it's a good possibility. I wonder if she found a snake. Because when she finds a garter snake, she is just focused on it and is just barking and barking and going around in circles. She doesn't bite it or anything. She is just, you know, hyper alert. This is wrong. This isn't supposed to be here. <clears throat> and just does not stop. So uh, that that's a good possibility that that's what's going on. And this this dog is going to need a, a throat lozenger when she's done. <clears throat> you know, it just dawned on me. I kind of wish that uh, on some things in life, when uh, we see something wrong or out of place, that is a bad or an evil thing that we would kind of do the same thing because I just feel like there's a lot of stuff that has happened and is happening <clears throat> that while we don't like or we think is wrong or we think is evil that uh, we don't bark we just don't bark about it we just um, we may not like it we may grumble, but we don't bark. Maybe we need to bark sometimes. Anyway, well, I wanted to talk about something. I got a phone call from my son last night who is uh, with the National Park Service. And one of the things that he has done <clears throat> this past year, he went to a, a special training. I've talked about this in, in the past, I believe, on the, the podcast. But he got to go to a special training up at Glacier National Park. There was only about 20 people out of the whole National Park Service that were invited to go up there to learn about a dark skies program uh, that, you know, in, in so many places, <clears throat> you have a lot of, excuse me, got a tickle in my throat. You have a lot of light pollution, um, even way out here in the country. If I look towards the edge, the horizon, in any direction, 
I see a dome of light. <clears throat> There's a big dome of light over at Effingham. There's one that you can see where Shelbyville is. You can see where Mattoon is. If you kind of pay attention, you can see a little bit of Charleston. And in the wintertime, when we have a good size uh, cloud bank um, and you have the, uh, the snow on the ground that reflects light upwards, uh, the lights from Effingham, even though it's, you know, 14 miles away is just obnoxious. <laughs> <clears throat> but it is nice to be able to turn off uh, our outside, you know, security lights and just look up in the sky. Just look kind of straight up. Just ignore the horizon and just look straight up and see the different things. And um, where Aaron's at, uh, at a Mammoth Cave, they have received uh, recognition of being a dark sky site where they actually have to <clears throat> use special light meters to measure the amount of light in different parts of the park, kind of like setting up a grid to see does the light pollution from, you know, that they have either from inside the park or outside the park, is it low enough that it can be registered as like this super dark site? That's not the official name, but that's my name for it. And Mammoth Cave has received that. And what my uh, what our son does is he will do uh, night sky programs. It's something just new. And there he's been training some other staff to do some of these. Well, long story short, <clears throat> the uh, uh, the park has a telescope, and it's a, it's a good quality telescope. There's nothing wrong with it, and it uh, it's uh, able to be zoomed in. You know, it has um, the automatic tracking feature for movement of the sun or movement of the Earth, and and all that kind of stuff. And it will track and and find different things to help you, and <clears throat> it's a very good one. But since they're doing more of these programs, he said that they. Uh, <clears throat> They have allocated some money to get a new telescope that uh, would be able to, um, you know, uh, help the public enjoy their sky programs better. Because what you have to do when we went down for one of the sky programs a couple of months ago, they had over 120 people and you have to stand in line for quite a while to get a look through an eyepiece and then... You know, sometimes it has to be adjusted a little bit because people bump it and all. Well, he was telling me about a new telescope. <clears throat> now, this isn't an advertisement. I haven't seen it, but I think it's absolutely amazing. And let me just kind of pull it up. Um, and <clears throat> it is called uh, Vespera, V E S. P-E-R-A. And it's by a company. The website is Veonis. V-A-O-N-I-S dot com. In case you want to check it out. And this, um, this telescope looks like something very futuristic. Uh, it does not look like a telescope at all. 
I'm, I'm jumping forward. It looks like something that was like designed by <clears throat> um, Apple or Starlink. Uh, it looks like this great big white capsule like you would swallow, but it's a great big one on a little tripod. And then uh, half of the, the capsule kind of, it's on a, uh, a hinge and it will, it will move up and down and the whole thing turns as well. And what it does, <clears throat> it's, it's a highly computerized one uh, and it will look at the stars and calibrate itself kind of like GPS just by looking and finding certain star patterns, you know, constellations in the sky. And then once it has that set up, there's you notice that there's no eyepiece on this. You don't look through it. It's basically a, a high-end camera that can take up to 8 megapixel pictures. But what it does is kind of amazing, as he was describing it to me and as I've read a little bit. You know, <clears throat> whenever you go to you know Walmart or somewhere and you want to get a kid a telescope and it has on the box it shows you know like a kid in the dark you know with the telescope and then it has picture all these beautiful pictures that are like from Hubble and then whenever you get the telescope out and set it up all you see is a slightly bigger fuzzy white dot <laughs> It's it's so discouraging. I've had telescopes over the years, you know, like that as a kid, and it's like, ah, uh, this is worthless. Well, as I was looking at the advertisement here, it was like, okay, they're doing the same thing. They're showing these high-end photos, you know, from like Hubble or, you know, they weren't quite as elaborate as uh, from the James Webb uh, Observatory. But, you know, it's like, okay, you know, now show me a picture of what it really looks like. And uh, Aaron was explaining, those are the pictures of what it's taking. And that what you do is uh, you set this up and you zoom in on a galaxy or a nebula or, you know, a planet. And it sits there and tracks. And then it takes... A, uh, um, a 10 second exposure photo over and over and over and over again. So it's taking six photos, these time exposures, every minute. And it just keeps doing it. And then uh, it's either wire, I think it's wireless. Y you, um, uh, you connect to it with your tablet. And you, you have software on there that lets you, you know, tell that what to do. So you're not looking through an eyepiece. You're looking at photos that it will then send to your tablet. And, uh, and you can say, take, you know, so many exposure shots. And these photos that they have on their website, again, they look like something from Hubble. And you can, you know, z you know, take your finger and zoom in, you know, on your tablet. 
and see these incredible photos. That is, the longer you let the exposure go, the more detailed it gets because what it does is it stacks each photo on top of one another. Just like your, 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 uh, your big <coughs> uh, telescopes that are in orbit or you know the big ones on the ground that are the newer ones. They stack these photos. And so the longer you let it go, and he said that uh, there was one particular photo, I think it was of the Andromeda galaxy, which is our nearest galaxy to our own. And uh, I was just amazed at the photo. And it, it took like two and a half hours for that image to, uh, to be developed just by looking at the one spot over and over and over again, taking more and more of these 10-second exposure pictures and then stacking all those up. <clears throat> and it's like, wow, this is crazy cool. I mean, the, the, the science geek kid from junior high, you know, uh, is, is just leaping out <laughs> inside of me. So, uh, and, and, and here's the thing, you know, yes, uh, they're not cheap. They're not Walmart priced, but to get something with this high of technology, oh, and it has some filters. Uh, if you want to look at the sun and see sunspots and see those kind of things, they got a filter that's an additional price that you put on it and then it can focus on the sun and track the sun and get detailed photos of it. Or if you do have a lot of light pollution, it has a special filter that helps to filter out that so you can look through it, through the, the light pollution. But the price on the base level of this thing is $2,000, which frankly, if you are <clears throat> you know, a science nerd, if you're really into this, and want to get some of your own photos. Uh, yeah, that's something that, you know, you can save up for and do. I mean, my gosh, how much... Do <coughs> your current cell phone. How much did you pay for that? <laughs> Since they like charging for cell phones and they don't, they don't want to give you a phone for a two-year plan. Uh, yeah, we have such high-tech stuff in our hands that we carry in our pockets and we let little kids play with. But, you know, this isn't a whole lot more than, than what a cell phone that's more used for games and goofiness than actual science stuff. But that idea that you look at something over and over again and you see deeper and deeper into it, that's a neat concept that you can do that with a telescope, a consumer telescope. Now they've got, the company has a, a bigger model that I think was like $4,500 or something. And then you've got the big model of telescope that if you are a hardcore geek or you just work for someplace and you want to have your own... <laughs> uh, your your own observatory, I guess, uh, because that one the uh, the lens for it is like eight and a half inches across. Uh, it's forty five thousand dollars. So you know you've got your your variations, but the the two thousand dollar one, 
that's that's just amazing and i can't wait to uh see a star show uh whenever that comes in and aaron's able to use it because one of the things that you could do if you're if you've got like a digital projector that you use for things imagine you set this up out in your yard or out in the country or a park or wherever you are and you've got a digital projector you can put up on a portable screen then everybody can see it that's just kind of cool well the podcast isn't just me geeking out over a, a new little um it's not a toy i'm buying but maybe i will geek out and save up some and, and get one but the idea that you look at something over and over again and you can see deeper and deeper into it I think it's a good concept for a lot of things. You know, in society today, we have just <clears throat> thrown that to the wind. We want instant knowledge. We want instant information. We want instant communication. You know, I remember when email first came out as a replacement for written letters that you would take time with. Email, you just sat down and, and quickly typed what you thought and then sent, press send. And uh, you remember the different, uh, for those of you old enough, and probably everybody listening to this is, the uh, the horror that some people had because they were mad at their boss, so they whipped out a uh, an email, hit send, and then greatly regretted it. <clears throat> because if you wanted to send a formal letter, you took the time and hand wrote it, or you would type it, you'd pull it out and you'd look at it. You would look at it. And a lot of times those anger letters didn't get put in an envelope with a stamp and then taken to a post office box. No, they were wadded up and thrown in the trash because a little bit of time had passed and you thought about it a little bit more. But we like instant everything. And it is amazing that we get it. But we don't spend the time with things. We don't spend the time to actually look at things. We just want that quick glance, that fast information. We just want, you know, we just want it now. And a lot of times we have lost out on the opportunity for a deeper meaning. Well, this, this little telescope made me think about this a little bit longer because if you can do six, you know, uh, time exposures in a minute, well, in an hour, that's what, 360, if I'm doing my math right, 360 time exposures in an hour. And if you let this thing run on, you know, like a winter night all night, for 10 hours. Wow. You would have 
3,600 exposures that you could stack up and see super, super detail that you would never be able to if you just went to a regular telescope and just took a quick glance. What if we, in things in life, really slowed down, got rid of all the noise pollution, <clears throat> got rid of all the social pollution, get rid of all the, 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 the crap that distracts us just like the light pollution does with a telescope. What if we just got rid of all that stuff or minimized it greatly? What if we just did that so we could focus on something for a longer period of time? What could we see? What could we hear? What could we think about? Rather than focusing on what somebody else is thinking about, writing it up so we can get that quick little answer, what if we actually sat back and studied not everything, but what was really important? What was really important? What could we learn? What could we learn about the world around us, about God's creation all around us, about people and why some people do this and some people do that? And, and then we could kind of think about ourselves. Why do we do certain things? We could ponder deep things. You know, rather than, you know, looking for that cute little, uh, you know, that pretty picture that has a Bible verse on it. And we go, oh, that's a nice Bible verse. What if we took that Bible verse and we sat down? And while it only took maybe 10 seconds to read the Bible verse, what if we sat down and read what was before it in our Bible and what was after it, so we could get a deeper understanding, a deeper meaning. <clears throat> you know, after you read that 10-second Bible verse, in five minutes, can you even remember it? Do you even remember what it was about? But if you sit down and spend a half an hour taking a deeper look, looking at <clears throat> and thinking about it, without all the distractions. You know, it's kind of like pull a, a book off the shelf, pull a Bible off the shelf, and do the reading without the distraction of a pop-up or music or, oh, I'll just check this or that. What more could we learn at a deeper level by looking at it or just rereading it several times and see what additional things kind of pop out. See, I think we need to take deeper looks at things with less distraction. You know, this morning, <clears throat> dog woke me up at 5 a.m. I really did not want to get up at 5 a.m. And I'm still a little bit on the groggy side. <sighs> but I'm glad I got up. I'm glad I got up because eh, it's about 
It's not quite 50 degrees outside. It's a little chilly. I'm sitting out here on a chair on the deck, just in a robe. My legs are a little cold, but you know what? It's not bad. I'm not hurting. And I'm having a nice conversation with you. But while I'm talking, I'm just looking. I'm paying attention as I talk to the different things around me. Maybe we need to have more outside conversations with people. You know, I'm looking around. I'm seeing the light coming up over the horizon, some direct sunlight. I see a little bit of leftover smoke from a, from a campfire that we had going last night. Yeah, take the time without distraction. Yeah, there's time. I mean, the, there, there's great education and learning uh, that you can do with what you can access over your phone, especially with a headphone on, uh, head, you know, earbuds. Uh, yesterday I, I mowed and we've got a tremendous amount of mowing that we do. I only did half of the mowing and it took a couple hours to do. And I, I had my, you know, hearing protection on, you know, the big muffs over my ears and I had earbuds in there. And I was listening to a couple of podcasts that was that I like because they they dig into certain topics at a deeper level. Yeah, there's a time for that. Because, you know, I can sit there and I can make sure I'm staying on a straight path while I'm mowing and I don't mow over something that maybe a grandkid left in the yard or, or you know, a baby duck walking around. You don't really want to hit those. Um there's a time for that, but I'm going to encourage you, spend more time with less distraction so you can get a deeper look, a deeper insight, some deeper wisdom <clears throat> on things that are really important. All right, that's it for me today. I am going to microwave the rest of the coffee that's still in my cup <laughs> and uh, have a uh, little conversation with my wife. And uh, hope you guys have a great day, great uh, morning, and uh, we'll catch you next time for another cup of coffee. Bye. Bye.